You're listening to the Passion Daily Podcast. This week, we're excited to bring you excerpts from Pastor Ben Stewart's newest book, Rest in War. It's our prayer that these moments together will help you learn how to struggle well, fight for progress, and to know the one who has fought for you. If today's content moves you, make sure to go and grab a copy of Rest in War wherever books are sold. Struggle can lead to strength. Here's some more good news. The more you struggle, the stronger you can become. Resistance builds resilience. When we exercise, we put our muscles under crisis so they'll be forced to grow stronger to compensate. In school, we push ourselves to the edges of our mental limits so our limits can be expanded. When you continue to fight, you will become a better fighter. When you continue to build, you yourself will be built up. That is why God doesn't relieve us from some of our struggles. He wants to use them to build strength within us. Character is forged in the crucible of chaos. Helen Keller said, The struggle makes us strong, patient, helpful men and women. It lets us into the soul of things and teaches us that although the world is full of suffering, it is full also of the overcoming of it. The writer of Hebrews gave his audience the perspective they needed to persevere, drawing inspiration from those who had gone before them. He was reminding them, we are not the first generation to go through a crisis. We're not the first people God has asked to go through something hard. The world is hemorrhaging with pain, and the scriptures don't sugarcoat life. From the beginning, the world has been a mess, and nothing works right. However, Scripture does show us that there is beauty in the midst of the brokenness and real good can happen. Noah lived in a day of unspeakable evil and faced circumstances no one had ever seen before. But in reverent fear, he built that ark and saved his family. Abraham had to leave everything he knew and set out into unknown and dangerous territory, but he did it to establish a strategic location from which the gospel would go out to every family on the planet. Moses could have laid up, taken it easy, lived in comfort in Pharaoh's house, but he saw the injustice done to his people and he associated with them. Yes, it was hard and he almost died a lot, but he saved a nation. Rahab could have stayed quiet and left things alone, but she risked her life for the sake of the Israelite people. The writer of Hebrews inspired believers by retelling these stories of those who had gone before. Others have faced hardship and overcome. You can too. In fact, the Hebrews writer explained that the saints who had gone before them hadn't seen the fullness of God's plan revealed because apart from future generations, they should not be made perfect. That's Hebrews 11.40. Their stories, as significant as they were, were part of a larger story, one that God wanted you and I to be a part of too. Those saints were faithful in their time and fulfilled God's purposes for them imperfectly, to be sure, with bumps and mistakes all along the way. But they did it. And the same God wants to lead us along as well, if we will allow it. They did not usher in the culmination of God's story, because God was issuing an invitation for the following generations to enter the story. It's our turn. So let's make the choice today and every day to lay aside every weight, cast off the sin that clings so closely, and run with endurance the race that's set before us. Let's remember that the same God who led the saints of old wants to lead us through all of our tragedies and triumphs as well. How do we run our race? We look to Jesus, our ultimate hero. 
We're inspired by the past, but we find motivation by looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Hebrews 12, 2. I love that language, the founder and perfecter of our faith. He's the originator, the founder, the trailblazer, the pioneer, the champion. He picked up the machete and hacked away through the wilderness. And he's the finisher. He didn't stop halfway through the valley of the shadow of death. He pushed on through to the other side. He blazed a trail right through death and into life eternal and now beckons us to follow. You just fix your eyes on me. I already blazed the trail, he tells us. You don't have to know all things. You just have to know the one who ordained all things. Trust me. I started this thing and I finished it. I created this world and I will redeem it. Walk with me. I walked through this valley. You can too. Fix your eyes on me. I will lead you. You don't have to have every step figured out. Just keep your eyes locked on me. Take a step. Just look at me. I'll be with you. Back to the mountain. At the beginning of this book, I told the story of hiking Long's Peak with my friend Ben. As young, fit, and enthusiastic as we were, we still had a moment when our internal capacities were insufficient for the challenge. It will be the same for us in our spiritual journeys. The right combination of external drama and internal discouragement will beat down and steal the resolve of the best of us. So we've got to stick with our hero who wants to walk alongside us every step of the way. Can I tell you the rest of the story of our misadventures on the mountain? On the side of Long's Peak, our mountaineer guide began to show us how to breathe properly to accommodate for the lack of oxygen in the atmosphere. We fixed our eyes on him and matched the rhythm of our breathing with his. And as we did it, a marvelous change occurred. My headache began to subside. My nausea went away. My limbs felt less like dead weights. Our guide then said resolutely, come on, let's go to the top. But as soon as I took my first step, I faltered. My legs felt so wobbly and fragile, just unfit for the final challenge. I don't think I have what it takes to make it. I admitted it to him. I'm sorry. Then came a moment I've thought about often in my 20 plus years of life since. He leaned in close to me and said to me, grip the back of my belt. You hold on to me. Ben will hold on to you. I will stamp out footprints in the snow, and when I step up, I'll pull you up with me. I will lead you to the top of this mountain. I followed his instruction, and sure enough, when he rose up, his power provided what I needed to take the next step. When he rose, I rose. Within a few short minutes, we stood atop one of the highest points in North America and looked down on clouds. No matter how spiritually in shape we may feel, we will have moments when we are depleted. The calling of God on our lives is simply too high to ascend by our own efforts. If we're going to live the victorious life He demands of us, we need His supernatural guidance and power. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. True spirituality looks like constant dependence. Thanks for listening to the Passion Daily Podcast. And don't forget to rate and review our podcast wherever you stream it. 
You can also subscribe to the Passion City Church and Passion City Church DC podcasts for our full messages every Monday.